0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and
1: Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: And a very pleasant Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome to the Accunate Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Accunate Mortgage and Accunate Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant, David Wickert. As always, if you have a question or a comment, simply give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is 414-799-1620. Brian and David, great to be with you again. Yeah,
0: always great to be here and another great day to get out there and write an offer on a house. A nice crisp day for home, uh, home shopping and viewing. Hey, we're asking the penetrating question here at the top of the show. Is now a good time to buy a home? And the reason I'm asking that is because Fannie Mae, the giant mortgage company out of Washington, D.C., asked 1,000 people. In fact, they ask 1,000 people every month, uh, actually 100 questions. And then they, they take these particular six. Who has time to answer that? I okay. you know, I was thinking of the same thing. Somebody, yeah, so these are people with the spare time. So they ask six questions. Is now a good time to buy a home? Is now a good time to sell a home? Will home prices go up or down in the next 12 months? Will mortgage rates go up or down in the next 12 months? Are you concerned or not concerned about losing your job? And finally, the sixth question, is your household income significantly higher or significantly lower than it was 12 months ago They take all those answers and they cook it into an index hmm. and you know I'm gonna tell you what the index is but it doesn't really mean anything out of context it's 83.5 oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's close to a hundred yeah something. it's a little lower than it was a year ago okay and so their headline is "Ooh, home price index you know sentiment index uh, slips so the reason we're talking about this is because people's this, this is a reflection of Americans feelings about buying a home thoughts and feelings and that translates into actions, or so we think. Uh, now, what was happening in December? we got to remember when the survey was
1: taken or when these answers were taken. Nauseating swings in the stock market.
0: Nauseating swings, yes. Upset stomach time. And? Uh, Christmas. The gover- yeah, that's true, too. And uh, the government shutdown was, I think. Uh, ramping up. St- ramping up, and didn't it start? Like yeah, in yeah, the yeah, Middle. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, are you ready to play, Mark? Uh, what percentage of people say... It's a good time to buy a home. Do you think forty percent, fifty percent, or sixty? I would say fifty. Fifty-two percent said yes. That's down from fifty-seven percent in November. It was almost sixty back in June. It was fifty-nine percent. And back in early twenty seventeen it was sixty-two percent. Forty-one percent said no. It's not a good time to buy. And that's up from thirty-four percent in November. And it represents the high point. Uh, in the last, well, this, they've only been doing the survey for. Is I that because it's cold years. outside? I don't know. And and so then what they do? This is kind of like football. They measure the spread, mm-hmm. right? Hey, so you know the positive team scored fifty two points, right? Yeah. They said fifty two percent said it's a good time. Forty one on the no, it's not a good time. And they measure the spread. So that's only eleven points difference. So it's like a pull. Think of it as gravity. It's like there's only an eleven percent positive vibe among the public about about buying a home that was as high as 32 points back in the beginning of 2017 two years ago there was like triple the positive vibe hmm. in the american public now why do you think it is that people are kind of souring on it's not a good time to buy
1: i have you know, well, well home home prices continue to be frothy or maybe relative to Mm -hmm. people's perceptions right so home prices are up and and you're asking me to diagnose how people feel
0: i'm just saying you know i guess you know and from from what we see every day and, and i think most home buyers know that there is a general shortage of inventory and you know that makes it not as fun when you're competing you know it's it's a lot more fun when you're when it's a buyer's market, right? Hey, I am a well-qualified buyer. Can I I say it another way?
1: I I just, I don't think there's room to be a casual home shopper. For sure. You have to, you have to be serious and you have to decide if you see a house on Tuesday that you want to go see, you don't get to wait till the weekend. You have to Tell your boss, I'm leaving early yep. at 4 o'clock because go I'm going to go it. see this with my husband.
0: To your point, I got an email on Friday afternoon from a first-time homebuyer that I happen to be working with saying, oh, we're going to go see a house Saturday, and uh, and you know, could you work up some numbers or adjust our pre-approval? And we're going to talk a little bit about more about that scenario in a minute. So I got that stuff to her like at 8 o'clock yesterday morning on Saturday. By 10 o'clock, I got an email from her real estate agent saying, oh, that house is already sold. Wow, isn't that interesting? All right, so uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the next question, which is, is it a good time to sell your home? And uh, David's got an example. Speaking of brewers, uh, what is that called? On deck. On deck today. David's got an example of one. Randy Johnson, former Cy Young Award winner, Major League pitcher. Yeah. Yeah he is going to be in the decidedly, it's a bad
2: time to sell, and we are going to tell you why when (laughs) we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. All right, Brian and David, we're back. The question is, is it a good time to sell a new home, right? Sell. That's right. But before we do that,
0: i got one other thing I want to say about the question, is it a good time to buy? David, I asked your mother that this morning over a cup of coffee and my peanut butter and toast, Mm -hmm. and her sage response was,
1: it is a good time to buy if you decide that you want to buy. Well, and that's what we're experiencing even here when it's this cold outside, we've had folks who have been looking at or thinking, talking about buying a home for months, sometimes over a year. And I've got someone who got an accepted offer this week and they've been you know, they've been talking about it for a year and then when they decide that it's the right time they are well-armed with a rock-solid pre-approval, and huzzah, they get an accepted offer. You've got to be motivated. You have to be serious. Like you, There is no room for casual home. You can click through on the Internet if you want, but unless you are serious, you are not going to win the house that That's you right. want. Yep.
0: Okay, so now we will turn the page over to you. Is it a good time to sell? Well, according to the Fannie Mae survey, 64% of their 1000 Respondents in December said yes, it's a good time to sell. That's up a little bit from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, twenty-eight percent said it was not a good time to sell. Mm. Which I go hmm. of I must, sixty-one. Okay, yeah. So that they, remember we're looking at the spread. You know how strong is the pull to the positive? Well, that's a thirty-six point spread, which is pretty good. All right, but it, I think it all matters about what price range you're talking about. And David, tell us about. Poor, Randy mis- poor Mr.
1: Randy Johnson listed his home for sale for $25 million outside of Phoenix, Arizona, five years ago. Dropped the price $5 bucks. Ouch. And then another... <laughs> Maybe uh, he was co- asking too much. Yeah, a couple million dollars. And now, m- m- when you're in the rarefied air, it's a, a buyer's market here in Milwaukee when you get north of... Oh, a million. M- m- sure. And it's Maybe even 750 Even more of a buyer's market when you get north of $10 million. So he's now put his house up for auction. So if you want to go bid on his house, you gotta put a hundred thousand dollars into a third party escrow account uh and you gotta show you got the money, proof of funds. All right, show me the money. Yeah, but you can get that seven bedroom, twelve bath, twenty five thousand square foot home. It could be yours. It's highest. Bidder. When, it, is he's it, when is it he? Yeah,
0: so this is no reserve price. Right. So you could maybe get it for a million if you wanted to. Right. And end of the day what, on
1: Thursday. Okay. So end of the day, when is he putting it up for auction? It opens on Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday, get your business. So in. I know you were, you know, you had inquired with the guys with the rocket about that yeah, Phoenix home. Well, so. Maybe I can up that purchase price a little bit
0: <laughs> and get my yeah, reach of $5. That's right. All right. So that's your Randy Johnson. So is it story. a good time to sell? Is it a good time to sell? So, you know, decidedly yes, but maybe if you are in. Well,
1: isn't it all about. It, it's perception on a seller's side as, as much as it is on the buyer side, you know. Well, I could sell my house for two fifty. If you sell it for two forty, you know, be thankful and be on your merry way, given the home appreciation of the last couple of years. Correct. Yes. You
0: know, and I think uh, buyers are sophisticated. Remember, folks, the the asking price that the seller is asking is just a made up number. Now, hopefully, it's informed, but maybe they came up with an informed number with the help of their real estate professional and then added five percent to it. Yeah. But it is all about supply and demand. And so, what we we're just talking about is, hey. Is it a good time to buy? That answer is down to 52%. The sellers think it's 64. So maybe there's a little less demand right now than there was a year ago, but maybe it's still so strong that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I that I would agree with that. If
0: you're as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, David, when you did the show on your own in at that time I think it was the week of January 6th. Yeah. You said that yeah, there are 30 homes listed as active listings in brookfield in the what 150 was to 300 range right but there are really only 15. yeah you know and so half of which aren't don't look that nice either correct so so it's not only about what's active but then this other category is called active with offer meaning oh we already have an accepted offer so only if this deal falls through
1: will we yes. really be interested in coming back we have not seen uh, a strategy of a lot of folks writing secondary offers which you know is we don't have to go down that path, but it's just like sometimes it pays to be in second position second because in case the first one falls through
0: well that is a that is a good that is a darn good point there's probably a reason you know why because they don't want to be kind of then hung you know kind of already committed over there if they then see another house that they really want. I think that's probably what keeps most people from being that backup offer. You really, really have to want that particular house. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll mop up with just a couple of these other survey questions and how they're impacting things locally. I've also got um, some numbers on December home sales throughout the state of Wisconsin, Yeah, both locally and throughout the state of Wisconsin. And, of course, a couple of good stories. We'll get to all that right after this.
2: And you're listening to the of Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. We are back, and Brian and David, we've got some numbers to catch up on for the month of December, huh?
0: Yeah, month of December in uh, in, in the counties in which we lend, which are, you know, all of them in the state of Wisconsin. um, It wasn't a good December. And remember now, December home sales, and I'm talking single family and condo. Those are offers that got written in either October or November, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so Milwaukee County uh, home sales were down, and I remember this is condos and single family down ten percent. Uh, Seven hundred and twenty uh, successful sellers and buyers exchanged the keys. So, okay, so that's down eighty two. I know. Okay, down ten percent. So we are talking smaller numbers in Waukesha County. Fifteen uh, percent drop. There's the only sixty units though. Right. Instead of 400 and some, uh, 401, there were 340. Racine County, this is a whopper. Uh, Racine County sales were down 24%. But it kind of looks to me like maybe last December was an outlier. Hmm. I don't know if there was like a subdivision that a bunch of homes sold or something like that. Uh, Washington County, only three fewer. So that's, I'm going to call that a tie. Washington County, Ozaukee County, get this, now just look at the relative size. So remember I said there were 720 sales in Milwaukee County, Waukesha County, 340, about half. In Ozaukee County, there were only 88 successful sales because they are always the smallest of the five-county area. And that is down 9%. Dane County and Madison, they were down 8%, 470 sales. Kenosha down 15%. Uh, they had 140 homes and condos sell, and Brown County, where Brother David Wickard, who's listening this morning, along with uh, Carolyn and and uh, nephew Steve, they're down 20% in Brown County, the home of the Green Bay Packers, and so only 203 homes sold. That's about 40 fewer than last year. So we do have some, I'm going to try to spin this in a positive way. <laughs>
1: You ready? I can't spend data. Come on.
0: Yeah, I can. Okay, so so there were, you know, uh, 13% fewer, uh, you know, home sales in the five-county Milwaukee area, and though uh, the number of listings was up a little bit compared to the December before, hey, so we do have a little bit more inventory,
2: mm. right?
0: Because some of those homes that were listed in December didn't sell. Right? Reduce demand. You yeah. like the way I spun sure. that? Sure. There's like three more homes for sale. That's right. Three more homes for sale. No, that's all right. Um, one other thing about the uh, Fannie Mae survey that we were talking about. The percentage of people that say mortgage rates will go up versus down. These are just regular people. 1,000 Americans, some renters, some homeowners. These are just asking the American public. Do you think mortgage rates are going to go up in the next 12 months? You want, did I tell you the number already? I forget. Okay. Do you think it's uh, 50%, 60%, or 70, percent
1: I think you said 60.
0: Yeah, 61% of Americans say, yep, mortgage rates are going up in the next 12 months.
1: They No, they think the, mortgage rates are going up. That's right. Up. They
0: feel. Only 5% say that they're going to go down. So that is a huge, you know, pull in the which speaks to Quicken Loan's marketing genius. While we were waiting for the show to start, and I know there different commercials play on the air than what we get online, or well, maybe I'm hearing the on-air stuff when I'm waiting to go on the on the show. Anyway, they are advertising the bejeepers out of their rate shield offer, which is, hey, we'll lock in a rate while you shop for a home, which is playing into the fear of many home shoppers that, yeah, rates are going up. Here's the newsflash, folks. Rates are not going up. In fact, Fannie Mae just res- revised their forecast to say they expect the 30-year fixed rate throughout 2019 and all of 2020 to stay where it is right now, which is at about 4.5. That's great news. So you yeah. don't need that rate shield thing from proving that the nation's largest, under which are all trademarked, by the way, of Intuit and Quicken Loans, Inc., and all that stuff, I should say. So they are they are you know hyping something that people fear. Fear. I hear that sells well. Yeah. Fear. And then remember, I, I went through that process, and the interest rate that they are offering the public is about a quarter percent higher than anybody else. And what they're not telling you, when the president or CEO says, now here's how it works blah, 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 because they say, hey, you lock in this rate, and then if the rate's lower when you find a house, you get the lower rate. What they don't tell you is they charge you $500 in the form of a deposit uh, up front when you go through their pre-approval process. True. So you do not get the rate shield without paying them. $500 for a higher rate, and then, wait, one more thing. I called them back, because remember, i preapproved pre-approved to buy a home in in the Arizona, Uh when I call them back to say, hey, what would my new lower rate be? They say, can't tell you. Well, what do you mean you can't tell me? No, can't tell you. Can't tell you until you give me the signed purchase contract with real ink on it, and we have a property address. Then the computer will let me tell you what your new lower rate will be. That's baloney. That is baloney. All right, when we come back after this, we'll do a little rate roundup and tell you a couple
1: of first-time homebuyer stories.
2: And we are back with Brian and David. Gentlemen.
1: So at the close of business on Friday, AccuNet Mortgage on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, that's where the payment don't change for three decades. Three decades, wow. With 25% equity, 740 credit, and all the other right stuff, could offer 4.5% with an APR 455 would take you just fourteen hundred dollars in cost. Okay, this it. is whether you're buying or just refinancing the balance you have. Correct, and if you make less than, if we can qualify you on income of uh, less than seventy-seven thousand dollars per year, oh. using a special program, seventy-seven thousand three hundred to be again. correct. Uh, that program would save you five hundred bucks, in the exact same rate, in closing, costs. in closing costs, and if you needed private
0: mortgage insurance, mm-hmm. it would be cheaper. So yes. we can do uh, Just We should mention that, you know, and I'm I'm going to be speaking at the uh, Brookfield Elmbrook uh, Rotary Club on Friday really? at 7 a.m. if you want to get up early and come with me, David. I'm good. And one of the things I'm going to ask is, you know, what's the smallest down payment you could make when you're buying a home in Wisconsin on a 30-year fixed-rate loan? And I'm prepared to get all kinds of different answers. Our answer would be? Zero. Zero, and that's if we use the cool WIDA. Loan product,
1: yeah. Uh, and while I'm talking, actually, I got one of those going right now. they, they are using the zero percent down program, and they also negotiated a seller credit. So they are going to end up showing uh, showing up with a pen and the lint in their pocket to buy a house. That
0: is, and I think I was just sat down at a closing this last week and congratulated the buyer, and I yeah. said, "Oh, I see you did this." He goes, "Yeah, they told me I could just come with the lint in my pockets." Yes, and there it was. he hey. was. He had linty pockets. While I'm talking about the three percent down thing, uh, what is the current WIDA rate? Do you have that handy? So, and with the WIDA product, it's a three percent down on a thirty-year fixed rate first mortgage, and then we give you a second mortgage to fill in that three percent gap at exactly the same
1: rate as the first, for a no PMI rate of five point two five. Okay, what is is it with five point three four point seven five with PMI APRs five.
0: Okay. So, um, you know, depending on how we're just clever cats, if your credit is not so good, uh, then we'll go with the no PMI version of that because it's cheaper. Yeah. But if your credit score is really good, then we might have you pay monthly PMI because it's really cheap when your credit score is good. Okay. So then the other true fact is that uh, you can have 3% down and make a million dollars a year. Mm This is on Fannie Mae's um, uh, regular thirty-year fixed-rate loan, where the maximum loan amount is four hundred eighty-four thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. Very scientific. And and uh, can you cook up
1: an APR for me on that, David? Or what are you doing over there? Yep, I was just going to say that's basically buying a half-million-dollar house with. That's right. Just 3%. So with no
0: income limit, the only restriction for that is one of the. Buyers or borrowers has to be a first time home buyer. That's somebody who has not owned a home in the last thirty-six months. And then we also have a flavor where if you don't make too much money, and our clever tactic there is if you have two income earners, we can leave one of the people off the application in order to scoot under that $77,300 uh, income limit. David, you got a number yes, for me? Yes,
1: yeah, so you could uh, get a 4.5% interest rate, and the APR is uh, 501. And the
0: difference in the APR and the note rate is because of monthly th- private mortgage insurance, which gets cooked into the interest rate, mm-hmm. or it's cooked into the APR, the mm-hmm. annual percentage rate. All right, So, and then do you happen to have the special one with the income limit and 3% down? Mm-hmm. Not yet?
1: Anyway, income limit three percent Bottom Whoa. line
0: is rates are really good. Don't pay attention to the nation's largest lender who likes to you know scare you. Ooh, hey, you need to lock in your rate while you're shopping. That is not the case right now. Rates are steady. Mm-hmm. If we get a little recession, you know, or more fears of recession, they could could even possibly come down. Uh, you know, the odds of a Fed uh, rate hike uh, in 2019 there should just be possibly one yeah. and probably none, mm-hmm. uh, Fannie Mae's latest forecast. Remember, they're calling for the 30-year fixed rate to stay at 4.5 throughout 2019 and throughout all of 2020. Didn't they just change their opinion from November, though? They did. That was the January forecast. Yeah. Back in November, they thought that the 30-year fixed rate would be stuck around
1: 5.0 for that whole period. So, so I wish I could be an economist because then I could change my mind from month to month.
0: They're just, you know, predicting the future based on the latest uh, information. And when the interest rate does go down, you know, we are already at that (laughs) 4.5 number. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about our, David, you've got a story about a repeat homebuyer. And I've got a story about a first-time homebuyer. Let's tell those when we come back.
2: All right. We're back with Brian and David. And guys, you've got a couple of good stories to share with the listeners here, huh?
0: Yeah. Let's get David started with the story of his move-up buyer? Because remember, that's about 60% of home buyers are already homeowners.
1: Mm-hmm. So how do you handle this, David? Well, folks, there must be something in eggnog because at the turn of the year, everyone just decides to get serious and buy a house. These folks had been casually looking for uh, Over a, a year. year. yeah, um, And we had helped them buy their first home and now I think another uh, kid. So they're, they were a family of two and a half and now they're a family of four, so they need more space. And so We had been in conversation over several months lining up that they qualified to not have to sell their current home in order to go buy their next home. Their incomes were strong enough that they fit within the box of being able to carry two payments, which is not true for everybody. And quite honestly, is a little bit uncomfortable sounding for some folks as well, that they just don't want to do that to their lives and their budget. But for these folks, so uh, I get a call from the real estate agent, put together an updated rock solid pre-approval for them, and they go write an offer, and huzzah, they get an accepted offer.
0: And what was the clever thing, though, that you did to minimize their down payment, since they are not selling their home, which we have said a million times on this show, that is the wet blanket of all wet blankets yes. when you're writing an offer. Oh, I'll buy your house as soon oh. as I sell mine. So we helped them by saying, you don't have to sell your house, but then how do we help with the down payment? Well,
1: so it is who's the management guru begin with the end in mind that would be Stephen Covey okay because you know they're they're gonna eventually sell their home Mm -hmm. and their plan maybe to say it another way had they sold their current home ahead of buying their new one they would have used those proceeds to make a larger down payment and so what we lined up was a split a good old piggyback indeed What does that mean, David? It means we're going to give you a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage for 80% of the purchase price. price. And then we're going to also line up a simultaneous second mortgage. Home equity line of credit, credit, fixed-rate second, whatever you want. for 10%. Okay, 80 plus 10, 90%.
0: And then they're going to bring a down payment
1: of 10%.
0: So all they had to do was say, hey, I've got enough money saved up to equal 10% of my new home purchase price. We're going to give them two loans on the new home, mm-hmm. and then when they sell the old house, they're going to pay off. The they can retire second the second mortgage. Yeah, so that makes sense. So, and, so we're getting them where they really want to be, which is twenty percent down. But kind of in, we're preparing for that. They don't have to refinance
1: then. No, because we could have made and, a one. And loan they with avoid 10% PMI, down. which for some folks is painful. The holy grail. Yeah. Right. So a success story that you know we're trying to help them understand what the world is going to look like kind of when all the dust settles Mm -hmm. and reflecting that back to them you know with hey here's what your payment will be after you do all the things that you want to do in phase you know two Mm -hmm. of your of your new
0: home life so you know that is a kind of a bridge loan if you will remember we also have the capability to help folks arrange a mortgage on their old house that's a more classic bridge loan where we extract equity you know, literally extract equity from their old home um, so that they don't have to write their offer contingent. Because, well,
1: c- again, we want people to win on their offer. If we can put together a game plan that allows you to be that much stronger, meaning without a home sale contingency, we are going to try to figure out what that game plan is because it means you are more likely to get an accepted offer on that house. You got it. All right, so uh, let's see. We're coming up against the next break, and so do you have something else you want to say? Uh, Well, I was just going to say, you know, for those folks as well, um, they happen to also be um, business owners Mm -hmm. and a teacher. And so the other thing in talking about um, doing the two loans at once and then retiring the second loan was also a conversation about, Uh, comfort because from year to year the business might do well the business might do less well okay Mm -hmm. and so for as much as we talk about you know finance sometimes there's also a hey what if one of you decides to not work for a year and being able to get somebody to a mortgage payment that makes them comfortable oh kind of no matter what and then the other thing that's true is they can leave that home equity line of credit open Right, you know, if even they need if it, it in the future.
0: It, right, you know, as an emergency fund. So lots of good things. We try to be smart about helping people envision the long term uh, and setting them up for that success right away. All right, so when we come back, I'm going to tell my first-time home buyer story right after this.
2: We're back with Brian and David. And, uh, Brian, I think you've got a first-time home buyer story. Is that right? Yep, and we've
0: talked about this one a little bit over the past several weeks. Uh, this is my story of the folks who were out shopping, and I think they have already even written an offer, Uh, maybe six or so weeks ago, with what I would call a flimsy pre-approval. And and so then they they got in contact with us, and we started, you know, being a bit more thorough. And what we discovered was they didn't have enough money, even for the 3.5% down payment that they were going to do on an FHA loan. And they had a plan, like, hey, we're going to save up. And I'm also going to sell some vacation time back to my employer, which some big employers do. You can monetize your vacation time. I'm not going to take the time off. I will sell it back to you and you will pay me, pay me. And then uh, they're also going to do a 403B loan. That's a loan against retirement. But they hadn't done any of that stuff yet. And so I'd explain that, you know, if I write you a letter now, it's going to have a lot of conditions on it, which along with your 3.5% down payment mm-hmm. is going to be pretty much the kiss of death. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm really? You guys don't have it? So we, it's really fun in this business, I think, and I think you would agree, David, when you work and you educate people mm-hmm. and they get it. So these people got it. And they're nice. like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We're going to buckle down and we're going to liquid you know we're gonna do everything we need to do we're gonna wait until we actually sell the vacation time back and can show it in our checking account and we're gonna wait until I actually get the 403b loan and the proceeds in my account we're gonna document all that yeah and then we're gonna go out and shop so we finally got everything done because of the timing of the sale of the vacation time this past Monday we finally got all the documentation huzzah I can now here's your rock solid legit, your right without a bunch of Conditions yeah. that would scare, and so um, then, of course, like we were talking about earlier in the show. Hey, now I'm motiv- These people are motivated. Yeah. Hey, so, what about this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars house up here, and you know, in in uh, Washington County, you know, can you show me a, 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 a pre approval and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, armed him with our mobile application, our mobile app, so she can calculate her own payment on any house she wants anytime. So right. she already knew the answer there. But then she's also learned that hey, if they're asking two fifty and you need a twenty five hundred dollar credit from the seller for closing costs and prepaids, so this is a thing. You can ask the seller to pay for your closing costs and prepaids. You probably need to offer them more than two fifty. Mm-hmm. So how's about two fifty two five hundred? Okay, so they get they learn that technique so that the seller nets
1: the same in their proceeds. That's right.
0: So along comes Friday, and um, and they say, okay, well, not interested in that house. There's one, let's say for two twenty in a different community. Can you show me? Uh, can you get me a approval letter for two twenty two five hundred? So, in other words, they're using the same technique that we talked about on the higher price one, but they're saying, but this one's got like eight showings already Ooh. lined up. Okay. And so I said, yep, here is the pre-approval letter just the way you wanted it, but, and I copied their real estate agent on this email as well, I said, you know, if there are already eight showings on this property, you're probably not going to be the winner if you just show them a pre-approval letter. That shows you're barely qualified to pay what they want. You're in competition. Yeah. Yep. And, and if you're only going to offer them, their asking price and there are already eight other showings, I, I don't think you're going to win. So I said, maybe what you want to do, and definitely talk to your real estate agent mm. about confirming this strategy, maybe on this $220,000 um, house, you want to show them the letter that says you're pre-approved for two thirty five or two fifty. dollars To show strength. To show strength. And then offer them $5,000 more than the asking price because that's only going to cost you, are you ready, $25 more a month. This is the big surprise for home shoppers, right? They get kind of married to this idea of negotiating. Well, I can't pay them full price. I can't offer more than the asking price. Yeah, you can because it doesn't hurt that bad. You might have to. And when you're putting three and a half percent down, that's an extra one hundred and sixty five dollars out of your pocket for the extra five thousand dollar down payment. Mm -hmm. So no big deal. So the 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 real estate agent was extremely happy with my suggestion of, hey, if you want to win. You've got a weakness. You're three and a half percent down. You have yeah, got to overcome the. weakness. You're
1: quantifying. It ain't five thousand bucks. It's twenty five dollars a month. That's right. I mean, just double. If if you suggest pay ten thousand dollars more for this thing, no the way. human response is no. Yeah, and people are anchored to the. I have another buyer I'm working with
0: who kind of is in that same you know mindset. Because it's just human nature. It's like, hey, they're asking you know two hundred forty thousand. I don't think it's worth any more than two thirty. Well, you're probably not gonna get it then. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, maybe at two thirty five, you know, maybe they'd say yes and then your payment's only twenty five dollars more.
1: And you get the thing that they have which right. is the house. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's not necessarily
0: we said this last week and we'll say it again. It's not necessarily a competition between you and the seller for how little you get to pay for the house. You're competing against other buyers. Especially so, on good houses. That's right. It's about winning. If you're a real estate agent out there or a home buyer, And you would like to work with mortgage professionals that help buyers win offers in competitive situations? I'd like to nominate all the loan consultants, and there's only 13 of them, Mm. at Acunet Mortgage, all hand-trained by me. We do a pretty good job at helping people win when it comes to buying homes. Also, rates are low enough where it still makes sense to refi, especially if you've got higher rate credit cards or home equity lines uh, with balances outstanding. All you got to do to get started with a no social security number required refi checkup or your very own rock solid guaranteed fully verified pre-approval to buy Just click on that blue button at accunet.com we'll see you
2: back here again next week mark all right gentlemen always a pleasure wtmj news time is 1058